Let us pray. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. 2 Kings 6.14 As I stand in full confidence, I will not waver nor be afraid when Satan tries to bring enemies to the doorstep of my life to snuff out the flame of my calling. When the numbers of them seem to outnumber me, I will look through the eyes of my faith and remember that the army of the Lord is on my side with angels and chariots of fire ready to battle Satan and his spirits on my behalf. Therefore, I will continue to walk boldly and confront them as Elisha did, knowing that because you are on my side, no harm can overtake me. When others choose war, I will choose peace, because I know you will do more in peace than I ever could fighting on my behalf. Through 2 Kings 6, I can see and validate this truth for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, Stay tuned for today's story, brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Blind Soldiers In our last story, we learn of Naaman's newfound love for God and desire to bless the people of God. However, Elisha's servant Gehazi's heart changes for the worse as he descends into a cycle of greed and treachery. Now we learn of the Aramean army seeking the head of Elisha. The prophet would find himself surrounded by men wanting to spill his blood. Yet even in the most dangerous circumstances, Elisha was able to stand in confidence. For God would provide a way for his life to be spared. Inspired by the book of 2 Kings. Hello, I'm Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our last time together, we learned how Naaman responded to being cured of leprosy. This Syrian soldier, a general, gave his heart to God in gratitude for the healing that the Lord had provided for him, and he returned to his home country, telling of the glory of the one true God. We also saw the contrast of Elisha's servant, Gehazi, whose heart turned away from the Lord in disobedience and greed, and the price that he paid for his deceit. Today, we'll hear how Elisha will find himself in a life-threatening situation as the Aramean army seeks to kill him. We'll witness his trust in God as he stands firm in face of danger, courageous, knowing that God will protect him for his purposes and plans. Let's now go to God's Word. Once again, war spread across the east, and Israel was at odds with the kingdom of Aram. The two nations fought all throughout the land, switching battlefields often. Blood and ash caked the valleys between them, and many lives were lost. The king of Aram was fond of ambushing the people of Israel. Every week he would mount another attack by placing his soldiers in unexpected places. Israel seemed to be outmatched and unprepared. However, Israel had the Lord of heaven and earth on their side. The God of Israel would speak warnings to Elisha, informing him of where the Arameans were planning to mobilize their troops. 
When the king of Israel was preparing his soldiers for battle, Elijah would interrupt their strategizing. Do not venture near that place, Elisha would say before the men departed. The Arameans are lying in wait for you there. So the king of Israel had an edge over the king of Aram. Each day they would dodge another ambush from the enemy. After several failed attempts at capturing the Israelite armies, the king of Aram grew uncontrollably angry. His blood boiled with rage. It seemed as though the armies of Israel knew exactly where they would be every time. Which one of you is the traitor? he yelled at his officers. The king was spitting with rage. His eyes were weary and revealed a slow descent into madness. Who has been informing the king of Israel about my plans? Surely it must be one of you, he shouted. The officers trembled with fear and concern. They had not betrayed their king. One of them spoke up, saying, It is not us, my king. It is Elisha, the prophet of Israel. The king looked confused and impatient. He tells the king everything, even the private things you only speak of in your chambers. The king of Aram sat down for a moment. His once violent demeanor turned into a slow simmer. He remained silent. His officers could see his mind racing as his eyes stared into nothing. Go and find where he is, the king finally said. Then send troops to seize him. The king thought he had finally found his enemy. He thought that if he captured Elisha, all would be settled. He did not know that he was picking a fight with God himself. After a few days, a report returned to the king of Aram. Elisha is at Dothan, the messenger said. So the king mounted a great army with chariots and horsemen to take the city of Dothan. They rode under the cover of night, like a silent storm sweeping through the city. They approached the home of Elisha and surrounded the entire house with chariots and horsemen. There they waited until sunrise, so they could see the face of the prophet before laying his head on a pike. Night passed, and the sun was slowly rising above the distant hills. The only sound was of birds chirping. One of Elisha's servants awoke and looked out the window to see an entire army surrounding their home. Troops, horses, and chariots stood around the perimeter in perfect stillness, almost like statues. The servant ran into his master's bedroom and shook him awake. Elisha looked out the window to see the king and his men standing outside the house. What are we going to do? The young man cried to Elisha. He was trembling, and the army outside was beginning to stir. It was a truly unsettling sight, but Elisha did not panic. Do not be afraid. Elisha said. He placed a comforting hand on the boy's shoulder, then gestured to the window. It is them who should fear, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Look! As Elisha prayed to the Lord, the young men looked out the window and saw figures on the distant hillside. Thousands of horses and chariots blazing in flames stood at attention. The young man was able to see what Elisha saw. The Lord's armies were ready to fight for them if need be. Elisha kneeled before God and prayed, Lord, make them blind. Protect us. So the Lord made them blind to who Elisha was. As Elisha exited his home, his identity remained hidden from the men. So he was able to approach them without fear of being captured. My friends, Elisha shouted, you poor souls who have come to the wrong place. This isn't the right city to find the prophet. Please let me guide you to the man you are looking for. 
So Elisha guided the confused army to Samaria, the capital of Israel. The army followed Elisha, still confused as to who they were looking for. By the time the Lord began to open their eyes as to who Elisha was and where they were, it was too late. The army had traveled into the belly of their enemy, Israel. The king of Israel and his armies had them surrounded. With spears and arrows mounted for attack, the Aramean army found themselves completely vulnerable. The king of Israel emerged from the group of soldiers and greeted Elisha. My father, he shouted, what shall we do with them? Shall I kill them where they stand? Should I spill their blood on the city streets? Of course not, Elisha replied with enthusiasm. We are people of mercy. We do not kill vulnerable prisoners. Elisha turned to the king who previously hunted his head. The king of Aram looked back at Elisha. He could see a true reflection of the mercy of God in his eyes. In that moment, the king realized that Elisha's power was not his own. He served someone greater. Give them food, drinks, and then send them home. Elisha said to his king. Then Elisha smiled and left back home. The king of Israel made a great feast for the Aramean army, and then they were sent home. From that day forward, there was harmony between the two nations. Mercy had triumphed over judgment, and although God had placed chariots of fire at a distance to protect his beloved, ultimately it was an act of kindness that brought true peace. As we listen to God's Word today, we discover that Israel is once more at war with a neighbor. This time, it is the nation of Aram, also known as Syria, who intends on conquering God's people, but they are having no success in their efforts. For you see, God had been speaking to Elisha, telling him exactly where the enemy was mounting an attack, and so the larger and more formidable army was frustrated each time because Israel anticipated their every move. Little did they know that Israel had the Lord of hosts on their side. The king of Aram was understandably furious and suspicious that there was a mole in his midst. Surely one of his soldiers was somehow getting information to Israel and tipping them off. But despite the enraged screaming at the troops, no informant was found. It just made no sense to him. Then one of his generals told him about Elisha, the prophet of Israel, who somehow knew exactly what was going to happen. Soothsayers and fortune tailors were not uncommon in those days, and many kings consulted them. So the king of Aram just assumed Elisha, though he was really good at his job, was just a man, a nuisance that needed to be dealt with. If he could take him out, the battle could be won. So he set his sights on Elisha, not knowing that the true power of Elisha came from the one speaking to and through Elisha, God himself. As soon as the scouts found out where Elisha was, they sent word to the king that he was at Dothan. So the king mobilized his army to Dothan to capture and kill the prophet Elisha. When Elisha's servants saw the army surrounding his home, he panicked. And of course, that's understandable. If you look out your window and you saw horses and chariots surrounding you, it would be very unsettling. So the servant ran and told his master, Elisha, but this man of God was courageous and unfazed. Have you ever been around someone like that? 
when danger arises, when disaster seems to press from all sizes, they just keep their calm and their courage. Calm like fear can be contagious, especially when the person who stays calm gives a reason. And that's just exactly what Elisha did, recorded in 2 Kings 6, verse 16. He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are far more than those who are with them. I can just picture this servant taking a brief look outside to see if he had missed something. Was there another army that he didn't see? Well, in fact, there was. But it wasn't until Elisha asked the Lord to open his servant's eyes that he could really see. God opened this servant's eyes and he saw God's army, armies of angels covering the mountains, horses and chariots of fires, a supernatural sight, no doubt. So often in our lives, when we look at problems that are so much bigger than us, we see them through human eyes, but we do not realize that our God is fighting an unseen battle for us, that there are angels all around us, and that God protects his own. The Bible says in the New Testament, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible also says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So I don't know what enemy, adversary, foe, or circumstance you may be facing in your life. But God is with you, and God is for you. He is fighting for you. If there was to be a fight that day, Elisha was not concerned. But he didn't want to fight. He asked God to blind the Aramean army, and he walked right out unrecognized and sent them to another town. He then called the king of Israel, and the army surrounded their unsuspecting enemy. Their foe was there for the taking, but Elisha did not let the king of Israel spill blood. Peace was forged that day between two nations, as judgment and violence were replaced by mercy and grace. It's a picture of God's own heart, isn't it? The heart of the Lord Jesus, who is full of grace and truth and mercy to all of us who were once his enemies, but have now been brought near because of his grace and power. Dear God, thank you that you have chosen to show mercy through us through your Son, Jesus Christ, that we are saved by your grace through faith in him. We know that we deserve judgment and condemnation, but we also know, according to the Scripture, that there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We look to you today and to your angel armies for your protection and peace, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Let me encourage you to download the Pray.com app and always make Bible reading and Bible study a priority in your life, along with prayer. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. Let someone know, because by sharing this podcast, you can truly make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources from me, Jack Graham, as to how you can grow in your Christian life, then go to jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. 
This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.